to the Always Love Yours podcast. I'm Jared. And I'm Christo. What, was, what voice is that? I don't know. I wanted to come in differently. Usually I come in hot, but I was just trying to come in nice and smooth, you know? It sounds like those radio stations where it's like the very soft <laughs> voice where she's like, what do you want, Carrie, or something like that? Well, this is that AMSAR or AMSR or whatever, you know. Um, AMSR. No, A- what is it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Let us know. <laughs> Maybe we'll think about it at, at later. Um, please send us emails at alwaysloveyours at gmail.com, yours with a Z. And we also have an Instagram, alwaysloveyours po- uh, podcast, yours with a Z. I yep. forgot it for a little bit. <laughs> yep, yep. Put the podcast, the whole thing, in both the email and the Instagram. Yes. So, Jared, what have you been doing to love yours? Well, today, uh, for our respective clients, school started, mm-hmm. and I forgot how much I love working in the school environment. Mm-hmm. I got there, and I was like, okay, I'm going to go over to the teacher, the homeroom teacher's class. I'm really cool with them. I haven't seen them in a minute put things down over there, get a lay of the land, maybe help him out with moving some stuff around the classroom if he needs it. And I get there, and there's some students from the previous year, and they're like, Mr. Jared! Oh, and they're all yeah. screaming. They're like, we didn't know you were going to come. Oh, my oh. God. <laughs> so it was like one of the twins was like, my mama pregnant. <laughs> and they, were, they just had to tell me all this stuff. I could barely get into <laughs> the classroom. <laughs> So it was just, it was nice, you know what I mean? This is like also the classroom where he comes back to me with the best stories. So oh, I'm yeah. glad you're back. Me too. Now we can talk about it. Yes, it's oh so God, much so fun. Funny. So I just was in there. I was loving it. My client did really well today, um, first day. Uh, and he he, he really uh, seems like he has matured, uh, knock on wood. <laughs> um, it's his, just the first day. <laughs> yeah. But his classes are set up so that he could be successful. Like, he usually has to be with all the same cl- kids, yeah. which he kind of gets riled up with. Yeah. But in his last two classes, none of those kids are in, it, in mm-hmm. that class, especially in PE, which makes it a lot better for him. So he's, I feel like he can be successful. So doing what you like to do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I'm, it's getting closer to me being in education, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Every now and then I, I, I didn't do that much teaching because nobody really did, did that much teaching today. Yeah, today was like a free-for-all. Exactly. In my, in, when I, the client I went to or the school I went to, we literally did do much. <laughs> we played for a hella long, too. <laughs> um, so how yeah. are you loving yours? Uh, I had I took like a week and a half off and that was really rejuvenating and I did whatever the hell I wanted to. <laughs> um, we went up north, we went to outside lands and we, you know, we went to the beach and we just biked around, which was <laughs> super fun. Um, I don't really get to do that a lot and just having time for myself and just like having that moment and not feeling bad that I took off work because I saved all my PTO up. So hey. I think having time for myself and just knowing that I, it's okay to take a break from work and stuff and, and school too. I didn't have school either. Yeah, that's important. So that was great. And yeah, that's how I've been loving mine. Okay. Well, here's another question. What are you into? I think because we came from outside lands, I'm like on a like, let's go to a concert <laughs> <laughs> trip. Um, especially because I bought us Chance Rapper tickets like the yeah. weekend that <laughs> uh, of outside land. So just like music in general and how fun it, I forgot how much fun it is to go to shows and stuff and just like sing along. And yeah, what have you been into? 
Well, I mean, I was having a hard time thinking about what I've been into because it's just, I feel like it's, you know, school starting and all that stuff with the clients and everything, so it's kind of hectic, you know what I mean? But um, I've been really into uh, my comics. I don't know if I said this last time, but there's this comic X-Men, mm-hmm. um, and, and they, they have this this new writer on it. Um, of course, I'm blanking on <laughs> the name. J- Jason Hickman, um, I think. Hickman is his last name for sure. Um, he, and he is just making incredible changes to the history that really seems really cool. Usually retcons, uh, when they retroactively change the continuity, is Wait, bad. what is that? A, retro, a retcon <laughs> is when they change what happened in the past. So, like, let's say Superman was born on Krypton. Someone could retcon and be like, oh, actually, you know what? Superman was born on Pluto. You know what I mean? Sometimes they just change the history uh, okay. to get like it back up. It, yeah, kinda? sometimes okay. to bring it up with the times, you know, mm-hmm. or sometimes to just make a more interesting story. But in this instance, he changed it so that someone that they always thought was a human was mm-hmm. a mutant. But she, spoilers for the comic, um, <laughs> Powers of X and um, how, whatever the other X one, Powers of Ten. Um, and like she was, a, she's a mutant actually, and she has this power of reincarnation. So every time she dies, she's born, but back in the time that she was originally born. Oh, okay. And she just like was going through all these lives, and it was really interesting. And I was, I was just reading it, and I was like, Jesus, man, is a master of weaving stories, and just like <laughs> I was, I was, it was one of those times when you were definitely trying to talk to me, and I was like, I can't hear you. Like I'm in a totally <laughs> different world right now, and I came out of it like, <gasps> like, oh my god, that was great. Can't wait for the next week. Oh my god, that's so funny. <laughs> so that's what I have been into. Yay! So like we said before, um, this. Not last weekend, the weekend before that, we went to Outside Lands in San Francisco at the Golden Gate Park, and it was just so much fun. Like, oh my god! I we, by the end of it, we were already like, let's go next year. We don't exactly. even know who's gonna perform, but let, let's go let next year. I yeah. think this is the first festival that I've been to that has been super organized, and it just didn't feel... Or also, it might be because of the area. Like, mm-hmm. it wasn't that packed. Parking wasn't that bad. Nope. Um, trying to get there wasn't that bad either. Like, it was a very, like, smooth process. And it was. And I really appreciated it. What was your favorite thing about okay, outside land? Okay, so I'm trying wait, to look wait, at the... Wait, let's go to... What's your favorite lands area? And then we'll go to, like, the lineup. <laughs> yeah, can we do? Can we do? What's your favorite land area? And then the, by day. Okay. Yeah. So that, make, that makes more sense. It's like chronological. Yeah. So definitely, my favorite lands area was where we went on the first day <laughs> to the uh, mini golf. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, that was I forgot what that was, it was called. Golf lands, probably. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, it was near the Twin Peaks stage. Yes, exactly. And we had a great time. It was only ten bucks. You got to do three. Twenty, 20 bucks per person. Yeah. I'm saying it's 10 bucks. (laughs) (laughs) It was 20 bucks. (laughs) Per person. Um, And then at each different hole, you got a new glass of wine. Yeah. So that was really cool, and we had a lot of fun. We were just going, and we we were exploring. It was was like a full glass of wine. It wasn't like the little, like two ounce or whatever it was a full glass they were filling it up because it was like late in the day and yeah. we didn't have anybody really they wouldn't have that many people there so it was like you know we, we got to get rid of this wine so you might as well yeah so that was my favorite lands just because it was such a ball and it was interactive how about you what was your favorite land from the first day we went um or do you want to do do you want to do it that was mine of all but do you want to do it the first day we went or do you want to 
Uh, overall. Overall, yeah, go, go for it. I like Wine's Land. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I think it's Wine Lands. We might have wine one a cup lands. around here somewhere. <laughs> we got a cup from both Wine Lands and Beer They were so lands. nice. Uh, there was this one merchant. I think it was called, like, Tropical Moscato, and I spent all my money there. <laughs> oh, yeah, and we got on their Instagram and everything. Yeah, that was cool. That was fun. I also like Grasslands, too. That's my second lands that I liked. Oh, yeah, Grasslands was That dope. was so fun. We made flower crowns, and they were giving so many. Wait that was to the day that we went. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> I'm doing overall. Sorry. <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> There's, yeah, so Grassland, it was like the first time in a festival where um, weed was legally... Able to be consumed. Yeah, which was cool. Um, but that with lands, they were giving out all these things. Yeah, they were giving out a lot of things they can't or could not give out consumable marijuana yeah. or cannabis. But what they did give out when we walked in was uh, a vape pen battery yeah with no cartridge yeah which was cool yeah those things cost money it also, yeah and then you they kind of made you cost money but it, outside of that they were like so fun they had like this um farm to bong <laughs> show <laughs> where they had a show where people were given different types of produce and they had to compete in making their own bong and it has to be like functional and cute mm-hmm. and sustainable or something like that. Yeah, they <laughs> had different like categories. It was to just rating. so fun. Like I saw one of them. I was like, oh my God, that's cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, that's where we did our flower crowns, which Jared was uh, like unashamed and totally, totally was down to make a flower crown with me. <laughs> I'm showing her a picture right now of farm bong. Yeah. I took a picture of it. That was really cool. Um, sorry. I, 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 he was like, look at the pictures right yeah, now. I'm try- I'm, yeah, I'm trying to, so I can remember it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Get it back in my memory. And they had everything. They had cheese lands, had bacon lands. Cocktail lands. Cocktail lands. They had all types of lands. So, day one. Day one. Day one, we get there. We arrive. Um, we took an Uber. Mm-hmm. And we got there right, at, we got in the gate right as Lil Wayne was performing yeah. or getting on stage. And he was like literally, to, to, well, was he getting on stage or was it a little bit before? I think it's, it, it was a tiny bit before. It was a tiny we bit. Went to go get yeah, we, yeah. drinks and stuff. Yeah. So he, he was, so it was like right to the left. Like as soon as we entered, he was on the main stage. And we were like, cool, we got a spot. And then we realized, oh, we might as well go try to get a beer. They had these really cool like cups that have clips on them. Yeah. That's six bucks. And it's like, oh, it's cheaper if you get, if you get a beer in it. And yeah. like when you're done with it, you just clip it on your belt. Yeah. And it was really dope. It was dope. so convenient. Like, yeah. oh, one, you're helping the environment. And two, like you could put it on your belt. Exactly. <laughs> on your fanny pack or your, your little loophole on your jeans or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so Lowen was so much fun. He was he was lit. I think he might have been my favorite of the yeah. whole weekend. Stop taking mine. <laughs> <laughs> what what um was your favorite song that he did? Um, when he did the throw bo- throwbacks. Oh yeah. I forgot what song it was. I, was it Mrs. Officer or something? He did that. Um, yeah, Mrs. Officer, like all the throwbacks. I was like, okay. ah, but I wanted him to place more of his newer stuff. Yeah, start really. this off right. That would have been yeah. nice. What was your um, favorite song? Uh, I might get some flack for this, but I really liked when he did that um, Old Town Road <laughs> um, remix because I hadn't heard he that he did an Old Town Road remix, uh-huh. and I had this video, like, and my mom pointed it out when she when I was showing her the video, like. Literally everybody in the crowd when Old Town Road came on was singing is, it. Well, not only singing it, but like they were 
bouncing up and down <laughs> like together as a crowd without like any crowd control yeah. from him mm-hmm. and er- you could just see everybody swaying left and right and the camera's swaying with everybody because I'm swaying <laughs> <laughs> and it just looks like such a great time you know it's funny I've never heard of that the song I like refused when it came out to listen to, to it listen to Old that Town was Road. my first time listening it was a good to time it. to listen to it for the first time because you got to hear the Tucci remix yeah I call it uh, Old Town Tunchi. Yeah, so that was really cool. What would you say is your second favorite performance? Um, second favorite performance was the performance of the second day that we went to go see. Who? Um, when we went to go see, um, the second day was uh, Childish Gambino. That was mm-hmm. on the Saturday. Um, we got there late again that day, but we got there <laughs> early enough for no, no, we got there pretty late, right? Yeah, pretty late. But it was it We're was still fine. recovering. We were just like, we yeah. went to ham Friday. Yeah, we had a great time. And we, we went, went to go see Friends. Yeah. yeah. We were out late, too. So, yeah. So, the second one was LMA. And I've been wanting to see her. And I was, like, so excited to see her finally. Um, and she was my second favorite, for sure. And then my third favorite was when we went to see Selection on the third day. Oh, yeah. yeah. Dang, you keep on skipping the days. Let's <laughs> talk about the second day first. Second day, we saw Childish Gambino, and we saw LMA? Yeah. Yeah, okay. LMA was before that. See, you can't remember. No, well, I'm sorry. It all blends together in a beautiful mirage or Yeah. So collage. the first two days, we got there a little bit later in the day because we didn't really care about any other people that were going, and... Also, his parents were going to come with us on Sunday, so that was our day to start there exactly when it, like... Opened open, up or like earlier. Like, 12-ish or whatever. Yeah. So, and which was perfect, because we if we went all day for the three <sighs> days, we would be so tired. Oh, yeah, because we were tired definitely on that third day. On yeah. that second day, we saw Childish, and we walked out kind of towards the end of Childish so we could beat everybody, mm-hmm. which was good. Yeah. And we had a great time. It was beautiful. <laughs> it was wonderful. It was fun. It was, it was better, for sure, than the concert that we went to of his the, the other time. Like, uh, last year? Was it last year? Oh, maybe to you, not to me. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the concert was better, and this one was a great really? performance, too. Okay. But I feel like we weren't that close. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe that kind of affected it. Mm-hmm. And he didn't perform as much. And a lot of it was his new stuff that, like, he hasn't even put out yet to yeah. this day. And honestly, I was kind of scared to go closer because I was really scared in general because of all the shootings and stuff that something was going to happen. Yeah. So I was like, let's stay back just in case. I was like I totally hyper vigilant. It was totally really it. like bad. For that. But it, but it was, ended up being a peaceful, loving, lovely time. Yeah, and Everybody actually we, nice. we ended up going towards the back more because I wanted food and I think you had to go to the bathroom or whatever. And um, it was a better view. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Way better view. And yeah. then on the third day, the third day, we, so we go early. <laughs> we get we get there at about twelve twelve thirty. Um, my parents and my little brother were gonna get there later, um, so we go in and we're like, okay, let's just go to Grasslands because you. I think is that the day that you got your pink, uh, my rose gold. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes, it is. So <laughs> we, we we got that, um, and then we were just walking around. And then we walk into this more. little, um, they call it, it was a greenhouse, and they called it the greenhouse. Which uh, is so On the nose. Creative. <laughs> yeah. So we walk in there, and they, we look around, and there's some people to the left making flower crowns. So we're mm-hmm. like, uh, let's get in this. And I got so excited. You should have saw me. And yeah. he was like, what's going on? I was like, oh, my God, I love flowers. <laughs> exactly. So we both, I was like, I'm not going to just wait in here and not make myself a flower crown. I want to look pretty, too. Shit. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I was surprised because there's some guys that were just watching their wh- whoever significant others or their friends that are girls or whatever, like make crowns and stuff. But yeah. he, you're like, yes, I'm down. <laughs> yeah, I was I was getting in there. So we yeah. both make flower and crowns. And then after we went to Winesland. We went to Winesland. That's when I got my wine and stuff. And then from there we met with his parents, which mm-hmm. was really cool. And like they were exploring, they were like, so excited too. They, were, they loved it. They yeah. we, we went around and we saw everything. We saw selection mm-hmm. uh, with them mm-hmm. in the Heineken house. Yeah, that was cool. Me, we were all dancing. That was one of the best sets. That was actually one of the yeah. best sets I remember now. Yeah. yeah, that was like so much fun. And then after we left the um, the Heineken house. We decided to go, I think, to Beerlands. Yeah. And then, of course, as we go to Beerlands, Wyclef John is performing outside, right <laughs> outside of it. And yeah. we, it was so loud and so involved. We weren't that far away, but we couldn't hear. We didn't know that Wyclef John was yeah. over there. I didn't see it. I think I was somewhere else, but you guys were telling me that it was, like, packed, packed. Oh, Wyclef? Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, no we, me and you were together because yeah. my parents and Cameron were over there, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but... That was great. Yeah. And then we eventually made our way over to Anderson Pack, which was great, but like we were so far away and like he was in a smaller area mm-hmm. whereas the main stage had like Paul Simon, <laughs> which like barely anybody went to. Yeah. And everybody was at Anderson Pack and it was not it was packed. It was not enough room for him. Yeah, it was like so packed that I was like, Oh man, I really wanted to see him. Like I remember seeing like a long time ago, I forgot what festival it was, where he was at, but he didn't have that many people. Uh-huh. So for some reason in my mind, I was thinking, oh, like, he's not going to have that many people. Like, we're going to get a good spot and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And no, like, it was like, I, I have the video on my phone. It's like a wave of people, like, filled up the whole thing. I was like, oh, my God. And yeah. I was like, ah, man, I wanted to go <laughs> and see him up close, but... It is what it is. We still heard him. Yeah, I mean, I think that it's that Dr. Draco sign he got, and he's been putting out some amazing music. Mm-hmm. So I want to ask you, what was your? Because a lot of the part of it was like they had like Gastrolands or something. Yeah. So that basically was like for food and stuff. So what was your favorite food at the festival? What was my favorite food? What did I have? I mean, you know, <laughs> I'm not a foodie, so I don't know if I can how well I can remember. Did you um? What I even ate. You had a pizza. I had a pizza. That was good. Um, Quesadilla. I I don't think I tried anything super, like, amazing. Like, there was vegan ramen. Mm -hmm. I probably should have tried that or whatever, but I wasn't spending my money on or caring (laughs) about food. It was so expensive. (laughs) It was was so expensive. Okay, then what was your favorite drink? (laughs) Oh, my favorite drink was this Jamaican red ale. You kept talking about that. Yeah. He, he kept talking about that even when we left the place. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, I, I I know I like red ale, but I just realized, like, then I did. And that was really cool. And it was just nice and chill. And, mm-hmm. you know, it was just, it, it, was, it was really great. How about you? What was your favorite food? I found my favorite food there. <laughs> Which was the, it was called, it was a truck called Senior Sisig. So in my culture, um, from I'm from the Philippines, we have this thing called Sisig. And, you know, I am still looking for more food trucks that do Filipino food pretty well. And in LA, I mean, there's like a few, but I don't really, it doesn't, nothing stands out. And when I went here, they had a Sisig burrito, which was 
bomb. It was so good. Like, oh, yeah, the line yeah. was so long, and it was, like, a bunch of white people. And I was, like, laughing. I was, like, why do these people want this? Like, because it's Filipino food. But they did it right. They did it well. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, oh, my God. To this day, I'm, like, thinking about the burrito. <laughs> 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 and then my favorite drink was the m- Tropical Moscato. Yeah. It was so good. I'm surprised you liked that, because you're not really into that super fruity, like, Sweet, sweet like stuff. Yeah, but it was easy to drink, and I'm like, and I was like googling it. They have like a store, or there, there's like a vendor out here that you could buy some. So I'm like, I'm gonna get some. <laughs> <laughs> get it for our game night. Yeah. Oh yeah, we're gonna have a game night, people. Um, holler at us about what games we should play. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, Asalens was great. I mean, when it comes to music festivals, I haven't been to really many or any. I don't have any interest in ever going to Coachella. Um, Me neither. All of the events and performances this from then. This was very low-key, in my opinion. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of people, don't yeah. get me wrong. But it was... I've been to a couple festivals and a lot of shows, actually. And it's just... It was well-organized. I just felt like it was enough space for that many people. Mm-hmm. And the only thing I didn't like was the bathroom. <laughs> oh, yeah. The bathrooms were difficult. But, I mean, at least, like... You know, in the in the beginning of the day, they weren't too bad. Yeah. And then, like, it was It was just gross walking into some of them. You're we like, oh. Well, you know, it's a festival, so yeah. you know. But, I mean, it wasn't like you're in a, in a desert and then you can't, like, to leave is super difficult. Like, mm. we were just right there in uh, San Francisco, uh, Golden Gate Park. Yeah. Um, and then you just dip out. It was not too big. Like, we were like, oh, man, is this the whole park? Because, like, you enter and you're like... How do I get to this land? Like, how do mm. I get there? So you then you start to realize you really are in the outside land. Yeah, <laughs> and it was perfect. Like, it was hot most of the days, and the one time it was cold was like during Childish Gambino set when it was when the fog set in. Yeah, and the fog helped because he had laser lights and everything. Yeah, so and it was just dope. He had fireworks. We did not expect that. <laughs> we we were all like, oh my god. Jared's still <laughs> excited. <laughs> <laughs> but you pull fireworks out on me when I don't expect it, even when I expect it. Um, I'm happy. I hear fireworks outside. I start trying to look for them like a kid. I wonder if I can see it from here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so it was really fun. I think that I want to go again next year, and hopefully people I know are performing and stuff. I think we we planned our days well. And, yeah, I'm looking forward to next year. They already have a date for next year. It's August 7th to 9th, 2020. Okay, well, then let's go. (laughs) It's crazy (laughs) that they already have a date, too. Let us know who's performing (laughs) and let us buy the tickets. Right, right now? Exactly. (laughs) For a layaway plan. Exactly. I don't have any money right now, but please. (laughs) Alrighty, so what is our topic for today? We kind of went on and on, but we just wanted to update you guys in case you guys were looking into going to Outside Lands and how that experience was like. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, what is our topic for today? So, today today we're going to continue on the nine things successful people do differently by Heidi Grant. Mm -hmm. Um, We went over the first one to get specific. And um, the second one is seize the moment to act on your goals. Seize the moment to act on your goals. Hmm. So, it says... To seize the moment, decide when and where you will take each action you want to take in advance. Again, be as specific as possible. Example, if it's Monday, Wednesday, or Friday, I'll work out for 30 minutes before work. Studies show that this kind of planning will help your brain detect and seize the opportunity when it arises, increasing your chances of success by roughly 300%. (laughs) Well, you know, you got to, you know, <laughs> do the inflections up and down. What do you think about that? 
Uh, I think it's tr- I think it's easier said than done. <laughs> well, definitely. <laughs> I think that's me right now trying to go to the gym in the morning instead mm-hmm. of in the afternoon. But I think it's a good habit to start doing, and um, I wish that I could do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but I guess that's part of seizing, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, what they say is, you know, uh, very few of us are as productive as we could be. We want to be focused with laser-like precision on critical tasks and make the best, most efficient use of our time. Instead, we get distracted by coworkers, lost in our inboxes, and too absorbed by unimportant aspects of a single project when we'd be better off turning our attention to other things. Mm-hmm. So they have this thing called if-then planning. Um, and it's a really powerful way to help you achieve any goal. Well over hundreds of studies on everything from diet and exercise to negotiation and time management have shown that deciding in advance when and where you will take specific actions to reach your goal, like example, if it's 4 p.m., then I will return any phone calls I should return today, can double or triple your chances for success. Hmm. So for your thing with the gym, if you plan every day, like I'm trying to do, in the morning. Hey, you went this morning. I'm I proud did. Of you. Thank you. I felt good. Um, in the morning, I get I know, up at 4.45. I know. You were feeling too good this morning. I was like, go away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to be grumpy and not want to wake up. I wasn't letting it happen. Yeah, at all. You, you were like, a, you were like uh, a rain and a cloudy day, and I was just like this burst of sunshine that just would not let it happen. And I crawled back into my sheets. <laughs> I was like, go away. <laughs> let me be grumpy. <laughs> I couldn't do it. <laughs> so in this one, if X happens, then I will do Y. That's what if-then planning is. So, like, if for me, if uh, 4.05 a.m. happens, then I will get up and go to the gym. 4.05? 4.45. Okay. I was Not like, bad. dang, that's hella early. You know, yeah, 4, 4.45 uh, hits a.m., then I'm going to go to the gym and work out. Mm-hmm. So that's the if-then. I think that's so hard, though, because it's, like, it's hard when, one, you're not usually focused like that, and... It just, it's hard to, like, I'm just thinking about, like, getting up to the, go to the gym in the morning. Like, it's so hard because, I'm, one, I'm not a morning person. And, two, mm-hmm. like, making, my habit is to just to, like, stay in bed as long as I can. No, I get it. But I totally agree. Like, I, sh- I, I want to be that way. And it's like, ah. Yeah. Um, well, the book says one thing that you got to do is you got to um, decide, just make, make tell, tell yourself when you're going to do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like uh, I think our roommate Amanda, she like goes in the afternoon, like late, late at night, at like eight and or nine. Yeah, yeah, so she's like gonna go at eight or whatever, and then and she she's knows, been consistent, and she's yeah. consistent, yeah, because she knows I'm at eight. If eight happens, I'm gonna go to the gym. Mm-hmm. And um, there's more studies that show like ninety ninety one percent of people that did if then planning to exercise regularly went, whereas thirty nine percent of non planners didn't go. That makes sense because it's like you can't. You know, I know a lot of people who just, like, live life on a whim. Like, whatever they're feeling that day or whatever impulse they're feeling. But planning does help a lot. I'm just, like, thinking, like, what hinders a lot of people, especially in our age group, from seizing the day? Yeah. Well, actually, we're going to get to that. Oh, okay. Um, (laughs) Ha-ha. Great question. (laughs) Catching up. Um, So one might ask, why are these if-then plans so effective? And it's because they're written in the language of your brain, the language of contingencies. Oh my it God. says it in the book. He's so <laughs> excited. And for all of you guys who don't know, contingency, contingency is a very applied behavior analysis term. It is. <laughs> and um, he loves it. <laughs> yes, I do. Um, a contingency is basically an ABC, uh, antecedent thing that happens before, 
B, the behavior, and then C, the consequence. So if the antecedent is it's five, it's 4.45, and my behavior is to get up and go to the gym, the consequence is me feeling good because I completed the task. And for me, the antecedent is morning. <laughs> <laughs> behavior is Mrs. Grumpy stays in bed. Consequence, don't get my workout in, and I don't feel as great in the morning, and I feel bitter. <laughs> you got the extra sleep in. <laughs> True, but I'm still grumpy. So. Go with me tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. You could, you could think about it. So like in every chapter, they have a put it into practice, where they talk about how they put this into practice. So making the if-then plans. One, identify a critical action you need to take to reach your goal. What is that? Waking up early when and going to the gym. <laughs> when and where should you take this action? What is the crucial, critical situation? Uh, in the morning. Well, when? Be more specific with your goal. Uh, before I go to work. Be more specific. Oh. Yeah. Um, Pick a time. Oh. <laughs> no, it's, it's <laughs> okay. Like, what am I doing wrong? <laughs> um, at, when do I go to work? By five. So be at the gym by five? Be at the gym by five. Okay. Perfect. So that's a where and that's a when. Um, you put it together. If five o'clock happens, then, then I will work out. Exactly. Boom. Good I'm job. an AB too. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, now think about this obstacle, the obs- an obstacle that might derail you. This could be a temptation, a distraction, or some other factor that would interfere with your progress. My grumpiness. And when that temptation or distraction comes calling, how will you handle it? Sleep earlier. What will you do instead? Sleep, Sleep earlier. earlier. <laughs> so put it all together then. If if uh, 5 o'clock hits, I, then I should be going to the gym. And a barrier is that I can't wake up on time. So what I need to do about it is sleep earlier. Perfect. That's Did I do it right? That's, that's great. <laughs> High five, babe. That was awesome. Um, and that is the chapter two, uh, becoming more specific with your goals. Okay. I like that. All Wait, right. so it was be more specific, and then this one was seize the day. Yeah, yeah, sorry. It's okay. <laughs> so it was be more specific. Number two is seize the moment to act on your goals. Seize the moment. Okay. Okay. Then what's the third one? The third one the is... third and the last one for today. For today, yeah. Third one is know exactly how far you have left to go. Ugh. So they say achieving any goal also requires honest and regular monitoring of your progress. That makes if sense. not by others, then by yourself. That's if true. you don't know how well you are doing, you can't adjust your behavior or strategies accordingly. Check your progress frequently, weekly or even daily, depending on your goal. That makes so much sense because... When I write it in my planner, like when I visualize and see like the times that I work out, because right now I have a goal for myself and I visualize it, it makes me think, oh, okay, cool. Like I give myself a time period. I'm very specific and very like disciplined and consistent with how many times a week I should be doing it. And then from there, I can see my progress and then I could make it even more, get to the goal that I ultimately want to do. Exactly. But that really does help instead of like, especially I think I think we keep using the gym example, but it's so true. Like, yeah, if you are just like going and going and going and not like really like writing stuff down, like writing down your workouts or how much weight you're mm-hmm. lifting or whatever you're doing, you're not going to know if you're progressing or not. Nope. You're not going to be able to know. 
and also we subconsciously tune into the presence of a discrepancy between where we are now and where we want to be. When your brain detects a discrepancy, it reacts by throwing resources at it, attention, effort, deeper processing of information and willpower. Mm -hmm. So when you don't have any idea of how well you're doing or when you have only a vague sense of where you stand with respect to your goal, the, the discrepancy is not clear. Mm -hmm. So... Unfortunately, there's no, so, no simple rule of thumb of how often you should be assessing your progress, but the optimal frequency will depend on the goal duration. Do you want to reach this goal in a week, for a year, or in five years? That's good. But I also think it's important that we, you set smaller goals for you so you don't yeah. get, like, um, what's it called, discouraged or yeah. anything. Because sometimes... Start small. Yeah. Sometimes if you have, like, a five-year plan, that's great to have a five-year plan. Mm -hmm. But we got to start smaller than that so that you could actually attain the five-year plan. Exactly. And you won't get, like, burned out or, you know, not inspired or uninspired. Yeah. I mean, that's going to help you stay on track, too. Mm -hmm. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? If the train's going to... Um, LA and you're coming from San Francisco, you can't just think about that. You have to think about the places that it has to go through to get there. Mm -hmm. um, feedback frequency should also depend on where you are in the learning curve. Recent research suggests that you shouldn't engage in too much self-assessment when you are first trying to get the hang of something. Ooh. So don't I wonder what that, why? Well, it's gonna it's gonna give reactivity. You know, reactivity. Is? Yes. Okay. Well, I'm, my, can you explain it, or should I explain it to the listeners? <laughs> you can explain. I want to hear yours because okay. we use reactivity a lot in the MFT world mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So yeah, you could you could explain it. So reactivity occurs when the observer, the person who is when they observe, the person who's being observed recognizes that they're being observed by an observer, and their behavior changes because of it. So if I'm watching somebody shoot hoops and they and then they just by themselves shooting hoops and then they see me watching them and th their behavior might change because of like oh he's watching me he 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 looks like he plays basketball I should be making all these shots uh, you know what I mean mm -hmm. um, whereas so so that's that's the reactivity so it's important that when you're just starting out you don't worry too much about where you're going you learn more about how to do it correctly. Like, so when you're lifting, you're not going to worry so much about going up in weight as much as for good form. Yeah. Or just getting to the gym. Or getting to the gym. Uh, it's funny how you describe reactivity that way because, like, how we describe reactivity is more reacting to the situation based on your impulses and your emotions. Mm. So, like, if you tell me something that makes me upset, if I'm reactive, I'm going to just, like, uh, like, be upset. I'm going to oh, show that I'm upset. Like radioactive reactive explode. <laughs> yeah, okay. You, you can say <laughs> it that way. But if, I, if I'm not reactive, I'm very calm, even mm -hmm. though I'm upset and, and like inside, and I'll respond to you instead. Oh. But that kind of makes sense because we're, we're our harshest critic. Yes. And when you're trying to do something as hard as working out and being consistent with it, if you don't see the progress right away you're gonna one you're gonna judge yourself right away yep. you're gonna criticize yourself right away and you're gonna put yourself too hard to the point where you're not gonna want to go back mm -hmm. so it's like that just like i don't know like encourages you to be more critical of yourself and then yeah you're never gonna accomplish your goal that's you know what i think about that it's like when i'm at the gym mm -hmm. and i'm trying to do my bench presses which i love have a hate love hate relationship <laughs> with because I hate them. Like, <laughs> I can't do. I could do only the bar. <laughs> <laughs> because like, I, I get up on there, 
And I'm like, man, I should be pushing 245s. I should be pushing all this weight. And then I'm like, all these people are watching me. I know it. And then I'm, and that's like reactivity, you know what I mean? So I'm going to try to put more weight on it. But if I put too much weight on it, gonna then I'm going to hurt myself. I'm not going to have the gains I want. And that's only doing bad things for me. Yeah, and then you're, if you get hurt, you're not going to be able to do it for however long. And then guess what happens? You're going to get back to square one. Exactly. And every time, every single time I'm under that bar, I'm like, is today the day? <laughs> is today the day I can't lift it up? Because I don't got no spotters. I'm I'll in there spot by myself. You. Okay, you can spot me tomorrow. <laughs> but tomorrow I'm doing pulls. So you can spot me on something else. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's true. It, it's you. It, reactivity is a huge part of it. The more reactivity, reactive you are, the less differentiated you are, too. Mm -hmm. The less you are holding on to yourself and really responding instead of reacting. Yeah. And um, you may wonder, like, if this is so good to monitor yourself, why don't we always do it? Well, the first and most obvious reason is that it takes effort, you know? Um, also, the news isn't always positive, True. you know? Sometimes... That's why I stopped listening to the news. <laughs> well, yeah, but, like, the news of... Um, of your um, progress oh, okay. is not always positive. Uh -huh. Like, you know what I mean? It might be like, I'm not going, gaining as much as I want to be or whatever. Mm -hmm. So it kind of gets discouraging to, um, to, to keep on taking that data of where you are in your progress. Mm -hmm. But you can make it easier by using if-then planning to schedule your self-assessments. Hmm. Like we just talked about, if I leave the gym, then I check it off. Or you know what I mean? Yeah. So get planners and your timers, guys. Exactly. And your alarms. Exactly. Done the right way, it will help you keep. It will help keep you motivated from start to finish. Done the wrong way, it can give you a premature sense of accomplishment that may actually lower your motivation. That makes sense. Recent research by the University of Chicago psychologist, um, so I'm going to butcher your name, Min Jung Koo, and Elite Fishbatch examined how people pursuing goals were affected by focusing on either how far they had already come to date thinking or what was left to be accomplishment to go thinking. Mm -hmm. um, most people use both, but um, they found that too much to date thinking focuses on what you've accomplished so far and will actually undermine your motivation to finish rather than sustain it. So explain what those What's the difference between the thinking? Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, okay. let me keep going and then I'll, I'll explain it. Okay. Um, Kuhn and Fishbatch studies consistently show that when we are pursuing a goal and consider how far we've already come, we feel a premature sense of accomplishment and begin to slack off. For instance, in one study of college student, students studying for an exam in an important co course where uh, they were significantly more motivated to study after being told they had 52% of the material left to cover compared to them being told that they had already completed 48%. Mm. So if you look at how much you have left, you're going to be better than if you look at what you've already done. Because if you, get, you look at what you've already done, you might feel a false sense of accomplishment mm -hmm. and feel like you could slack off because you've already done that much. Yeah. Whereas it's like, okay, I still got this much to go. I'm still like going There's here. There's still more to do. When we focus on progress made, we're also more likely to achieve a sense of balance by making progress on other important goals. As a result, we wind up with a lot more pots on the stove, but nothing's ever ready to eat. Hmm. I like that. Makes Good. sense. All right. Mm -hmm. Well, we're, we're going to put it into practice. Okay. Um, monitoring your progre progress. Decide how often you should be assessing the progress you've made towards your goal. So... For your workout goal, how often do you think you should be monitoring 
Uh, for right now, currently, I'm, I'm monitoring weekly. Weekly. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Determine the information you need to assess your progress will come from and how you will get it. Can you completely self-assess, or do you need an objective opinion or another person's expertise? I get self-assessed. Okay, perfect. Consider re- create reminders for yourself to perform your assessments. You can use your calendar or post-its or create a set of if-then plans to assess your progress at particular points. Don't just say, I'll remember to do it. You're too busy. You probably won't. Mm-hmm. I do have that right now. My goal, current goal right now is to get, get to the gym four times a week and uh, for three weeks. And if I could do that, I, I'm going to increase how many times a day. Ultimately, I want to at least do five mm-hmm. days a week. Um, right now, I'm doing four. And it could be like a workout or whatever. And I've been monitoring that weekly, which is, has helped a lot because I could visually see, like, okay, you have more more to go, but you're doing it. There you go. When do you, um, when do you usually... Like, do you do you just put it, when in the week do you, like, monitor it? Like, do you, like, on the Friday or at the end of the week, you say, oh, I went this day, this day, and this day? Well, I put it on my checklist, because in our planner, we have that option. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I plan out the week, and then if I check it off, and then I look back, and I also just, you know, check it off. And okay. then see, like, okay, cool, this week we're good. Awesome. And then also in our, and it's cool, in our planner, it has, like, like focus or something or habit and a mission and in the mission I'll put like little reminders like oh like you just need to do one more week of four times of working out then you could go up and then eventually I right now I'm just trying to get my ass to work out (laughs) Uh, and then I'm going to focus on like like specific techniques and like what type of program I want to create for myself but right now, I'm just like, just work out four times a week. That's okay, it. It I, could be anything. Side note, I forgot it had all those things in the planner. <laughs> I need to look at yours. We should put a link in the description <laughs> or whatever of the planner because it's such a good planner. You found such a great planner. Yeah, there. it's a great planner. Like, it helps you really dive into your goals and stuff. And then, like, in the fir- in the weekly section, it has, like, goals for the week. And it has, like, social, uh, work, health. At the weekly section. I have two <laughs> in the daily. It's a little bit confusing because there's like three different sections and they're separated. They're not like like month weekly goals than the daily stuff. It's like all the months together, all the weekly goals together, mm-hmm. and all the daily stuff. So it's kind of hard because you forget, but yeah. it actually helps a lot. Well, thank God you reminded me because after this, I'm going to go in there and start <laughs> checking stuff off, writing <laughs> stuff in. Last one for this part is uh, to keep yourself motivated, always end your assessments by thinking about what still needs to be done in order to reach your goal, how far you have left to go rather than how far you've already come. Mm-hmm. So I like that. You do that. That's chapter three. So, so far we went over, one, get specific, two, seize the moment to act on your goals, three, know exactly how far you left to go. You want me to tell you what, the, I haven't read it yet, but you want me to tell you what the next one is, number four? Sure. Um, be a realistic optimist. Ooh, I like that part. So next time we'll do that one. That's a really good book, actually. Yeah, I'll, I'll let you find it. It's also, like, validating that I'm already doing this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not to, like, toot my own horn or whatever. Well, but toot, toot. <laughs> All righty. I think that's the end of our episode. I have been Krista. And I have been Jared. (laughs) (laughs) And remember to always always love love yours. yours. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Give us five stars on iTunes. (laughs) 